Well, there weren't many changes, but there was one that shook the franchise. Somehow or other, we've got completely off course here. Shut up, idiot! With the triangle, the ball is constantly moving. You are a sad, strange little man. You have my pick. Welcome back into another exciting, brand new episode of the Triangle Offensive. This is the new season, um, season two, season three. Actually, it's season two. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, we we back in the saddle um, and ready to ride. So we got a new NBA season. Um, we got some new NBA topics. I'm your host, G Smith, with my co-host as always, King Dave. And, man, it's exciting to have a season back, man. What you think? Indeed. It's a, it's a long summer, man. man. Especially with all the drama going on. Man, dude. Uh, yeah, drama indeed. So, let's get into it, man. Oh, and a new format for the, for the, uh, for the listening public out there, if you don't know. What we're going to try to do is put a timer on each one of these topics that we discuss. So, we got a list of topics. We'll give ourselves about two minutes to discuss both sides, and then uh, we'll move on. Uh, you may hear a buzz- buzzer. Do not be alarmed. That's simply for our benefit, um, so that we can move, <laughs> so that we can keep the show going. So, our first topic is LeBron to the Lakers. Now, over the summer, um, LeBron had a decision to make: stay in Cleveland, go to LA. Well, he could have went anywhere, to be honest. But it was between L.A. and Philly. Um, he calls Philly, asks him a couple questions. Um, but he doesn't even ask him. He has his agent ask him while he's in L.A. Um, he, you know, he didn't really like like the answers, I guess. So he moved on. I'm sorry. He didn't really like the answers. So he moved on. Said, okay, well, that's cool. Appreciate your time. I'm going to go to LA. He ends up signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. So, the question is, um, how does this benefit? Is this is this going to be a beneficial thing for uh, LeBron? Is this going to be a beneficial thing for the, the Lakers? Or how do you how, how did you see this? Um, how, how did you how did you react to this when you first heard this news? Uh, it didn't surprise me. Um, everybody knows LeBron has these, these Hollywood aspirations for him going to LA. Seemed like the next move, especially at this point in his career. Like he's got rings, MVPs. He's done all you can do in the game. So this, this is kind of like his victory cigar. Um, as far as the ripple effect. I like it because it kind of opens up the East. Um, it kind of gives uh, also him, him a chance to kind of validate himself. Uh, we all know the East has been watered down, so he gets a chance to kind of prove that he can hang with the big dogs in the West. And um, I guess just take the take the young pups in LA, see how far he can go. Yeah, I, when I first originally heard this news I said cool you know finally he's out of Cleveland we don't need to hear anything else about it we don't we don't need to (laughs) we don't need to speculate anymore we're done we're done that's it we can move on um 
thinking about it, thinking about it long term, I said, man, he must really not care about winning. Um, unless, you know, these other things happen, which the day before that, Paul George decided to stay with OKC. Okay, so that's a that's a domino that failed. Um, then you looked at uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, not not getting his wish and actually being sent to uh, to Toronto of all places. So, you know, ultimately, I, I was while I was not necessarily shocked, I was happy. I was happy for happy for LeBron. Um, happy that this was able to happen, and happy for you know the NBA uh, as a whole. So that's our first buzzer. Um, topic is uh. <laughs> the topic is over, but uh, I just want to say uh, they will be an interesting watch for the entire year. Just just looking at who they have on that team, especially with that clown Lance Stevenson. Moving on to the next topic, <laughs> uh, what's going on in Minnesota? So Jimmy Butler was gone all summer. Comes back, comes back, and uh, it goes off in practice. Um, Throwing out all kinds of uh, vulgarities at his uh, <laughs> at his coworkers, man. He just acted a fool, and you know, basically, he was upset with management uh, in regards to uh, how they've been treating him. He wanted to be traded; they wouldn't trade him. There was a deal on the table. He heard about it. He knew about it. His agent heard about it. However, he found out about it. There was clearly clearly a deal on the table for him to go to Miami. Tom Thibodeau at the last second says, okay, well, you know, I, I want more. And at the end, it, it gets nixed. doesn't happen. So you, you've heard about this. We've, we've both heard about this. Ultimately, what do you think is going on in Minnesota right now? Uh, it, it sounds like a power struggle, basically. Um, <laughs> Jimmy wants to win. He, that's always been his driving force. Uh, and you got a bunch of, I want to say, privileged first-round picks, number one picks, who, who don't seem to get, they don't seem to have that fire. Now, here's a guy, Jimmy, who had to work for everything he got. He basically was a walk-on at Marquette, didn't get a scholarship from high school. And so he's worked himself to this all-star status and he's playing with a bunch of guys that don't want to fight, don't want to play. Like when he sat out, um, they went 10-3 the rest of the season. But he, he managed to drag that team to the playoffs. He had one of the biggest uh, swings point-wise in the NBA when he played and when he didn't. I think it was 13 points overall. That's ridiculous uh, when you think about it. Yeah, he was like eight points, eight points better with him on the court and minus five with him down. Like That, that, that was bigger than like Bron, KD, yeah. Russ. So and then when you consider, Jimmy has a point. Jimmy does have a point. And when you consider all the talent that they have on that team, yeah, they do need him because the rest of that talent sucks. They have no heart. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is a – I wouldn't call him a bum. He's got too much talent to be a bum, but he's spineless. Same thing with Cat. Cat, Cat has reverted into a, a kitten. I, I don't know I don't know what I'm looking at right now. Um, you let you – let, you know, there's two things can happen when you get yelled at. Either your confidence gets shaken or you get, you get angry. And you say, you know what? I'm going to show him. It, dude, the, the guy has been cowering. He's been in the corner all season long. And I'm, I am I think it's, it's – I'm on, I'm on the, the mindset that I think it's going to continue. 
And I think it's really going to be it's going to be a struggle for Minnesota all year long. I think they're going to have They ups can't and trade Jimmy. If they trade Jimmy, they lose their backbone and they spine. They cannot trade Jimmy Butler. Jimmy got to be the end of the 10 Jimmy Butler's getting traded, man. Jimmy Butler's getting traded. I don't know I don't know when, I don't know to who, but he's getting traded. So, let's move on to the next topic. Is this the end of the line for the Spurs? Spurs traded away Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Tony Parker was allowed to sign elsewhere. Manu Ginobili retired. So all that's left is uh, an emotional LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, they, they drafted a couple players, but they've also lost. They, they, they have one of the, one of the draft picks is um, hurt currently. Not hurt, not done for the season. But DeJounte Murray was hurt toward an ACL. He's gone for the season. But they did get DeMar DeRozan in the, in the Kawhi Leonard trade. So, I guess the question is, how do you see, how far do you see um, San Antonio going this year? Or, I don't, or are they done? They're not done. The, the organization has ran too well to call them done. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. Mm. Just, just because of the transition and the level of talent in the West. Like you mentioned, them losing Tony Parker, Manu. They lost Kawhi. They lost Danny Green. They lost Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Um. So and then and then, I mean, they got DeRozan. They got uh, uh, L.A. But then they 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 now they got a gauntlet of injuries as far as their guards. Like they lost Dejounte Murray. They lost Derek White. Uh. I want to say Aaliyah. Lonnie Walker's out too. So like they. Yeah. The yeah, only that's, guards that's they the got. That's the I was talking about. Yeah, the only guard they got is Patty Mills. And I think they're going to bring in uh, Nick Johnson, uh, the G League Finals MVP that they got down there. But Nick but, Johnson's not a ball handler. Nick Johnson's always been yeah. like an off-ball kind of guy. I think the Spurs right. are in, in a bit of trouble. The problem the problem is that they 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 won't it won't seem like it early on in the season. They're going to look at him like, oh, man, look, the Spurs are over 500. They're, they're playing good basketball, but that's because they're playing a bunch of cream puffs. They just played L.A. tonight, again, for the second time in, what, um, less than a week? So that's two dubs right there. They got L.A. two more times. There's going to be another two dubs. Um, it, it's, they, they're going to they're gonna play enough cream puffs in the beginning of the season that by the time you get... Coaching. I think coaching and system is like, I don't think it's cream puffs personally. I think coaching and system is going to get them those wins. Like, you're not going to step over the Spurs, regardless of who out there. Yeah. Pop's yeah. not going to let his boys go out there like yeah, that. Yeah, I agree with that. But at the same time, you, 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 you could pile in wins that you won't be able to get against stiffer competition when you start to play the oh, Golden yeah, States, no when doubt. you start to play the, the Houston, well, pff, Houston Rockets. But we won't, you know, we're, we're, we'll talk about them at another time. But you, you, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be beating up on the cream puffs and the, and the bottom, the bottom of the barrel teams. and unfortunately, that just won't be enough of those. Um, you're going to have to, you're going to have to win the, the Eastern Conference part of your schedule to have a chance to make the playoffs. I, I agree. I don't think they make it. I think. The talent in the West has has increased exponentially um, this year, especially with the emergence of the Utah Jazz, um, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Those, those those two teams alone, the Portland Trailblazers, can't forget about them. Yeah. Then you got then you got your uh, you got your you go to state, of course, your Houston, of course. This is it's, it's it's too stiff in the West, man. It's too stiff in the West. Like it's gonna be a bloodbath, man. And I just 
I, honestly, I just can't wait to watch it. To be to be quite honest. So, move on. Moving on to our next topic. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade. Well, Dwayne Wade said he's going to retire. I don't remember what um, Dirk said specifically, um, but I believe he's retiring at the end of this year. Also, I think that's yeah, the Dirk, end of his Dirk contract. Okay. All right. Thank goodness. I'm tired of hearing about him. So. This is the this is the last ride for these guys, man. So, just looking at looking at the players, not the players that they are now, but looking at their entire career. Um, who was the who had the better career? Uh, Dwayne Wade played the two guard. He won three championships, uh, one against Dirk, and Dirk on his end is probably one of the, the best power forwards to play the game. Um, a, a, certainly the best shooting power for it uh, to ever play. Might the game. be the best international player of all time. I could agree with that. I could agree with that. Um, but ultimately, you know, you know, I mean, look, just looking at it, especially as far as his scoring, um, he's up there. He's, I think he was top ten last I checked. Number uh, six. Whew, goodness, it's a lot of buckets, man. And he got started kind of late too. So, who had the better career, Dwayne Wade or Dirk? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking at some of the numbers, man, we kind of forget because of how Dirk's play style was kind of dropped off, man. But Dirk's numbers, like I said, he's number six on the all-time scoring list behind Jabbar, Malone, Kobe, Mike, and Will. Dirk is up there, man. Dirk uh, is nice. Dirk Wade, is nice. I think a lot of Wade, a lot of Wade's best qualities kind of... He's an underrated defender. He's the best shot blocking guard I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Um, that plus the ring. He's got a finals MVP. Uh, yeah, that's tough, man. I, I may have to go Dirk just, wow. just from position. I'm going to have to go Wade, man. At, at the two guard, probably the best. One of the, I can't say he's better than Mike defensively, but he's got he's got more blocks than anybody at the two guard position. So he's up there. If he ain't the best, he's he's he's, he's right behind Mike. Um, I think that you gotta include Dwayne Wade's championships, man. Like you can't you can't exclude those. And Dwayne Wade did a lot of his damage in crunch time. Um, Dirk Dirk had a streak of about two or three years where he was just. Absolutely awesome, absolutely awesome. But uh, and he got a championship. He squeezed a championship out of those years. But ultimately, I gotta give it to Wade, man. Three championships. Um, a, did he get Finals MVP the first time? I believe he did. Um, yeah, and he got I, one. He's just a he's just an absolute monster for his entire career, man. Uh, fall seven times, get up eight. Uh, Dwayne Wade, much respect. So we'll move on to our next topic. The East. LeBron is gone. Who's gonna emerge? You got you got Boston. Boston played uh, Cleveland for the uh, Boston played Cleveland for the right to play in the finals last year. They lost in seven games. Unbelievable. Uh, but they also got there without their top two talents, um, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, who were both uh, done for the season with injuries. So you got Boston. You got Philly. You got Washington. You got an emerging Milwaukee Bucks team. You got um, the Charlotte Charlotte Hornets, who are they? They seem to be hanging around right now. They seem to be hanging around. Um, you've got it's just a number of different um, teams. Miami, number of different teams, number of different 
ways that this thing can go. So ultimately, uh, who do you think is going to come out of the East? Um, I picked the Celtics, but the way the Raptors are playing, man, I think the Raptors are going to be a problem. Um, I would say I would I would go I still would go um, Celtics at number one. I would go Raptors number two. Um, uh, I think the Bucks will be number three. Honestly, I think the Pistons are gonna do a lot of damage this year. I think they're gonna sneak up on a lot of teams. You got the Pistons making but, the playoffs. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, those those top three, man. I, I would go. I, I would have to see. Boston still like the damage they did last year missing them two starters that showed me a lot man it showed me how good Brad Stevenson is also how good those two rookies or they weren't rookies now but how good uh, Brown and, and, and what's his name man I, th- I believe that it comes down to three teams ultimately and it all depends on who plays who I think it's between Philly Toronto and uh, Boston I think ultimately I it, it all I think it all comes down I think Philly is the weakest out of those that those three just but as far as talent they're up there they're up there uh, I think they have just just enough they have enough talent to be just below Boston as far I think Boston has the most talent uh, compiled out of all the teams in the east but I think Toronto is hungry and I think a steady Kawhi Leonard that's that's a that's a huge difference a steady Kawhi Leonard makes a huge difference. DeMar DeRozan was shaky, okay? Uh, DeMar DeRozan was a bit of a crybaby. Um, DeMar DeRozan was was a bit emotional. You don't have to worry about Kawhi Leonard. You you don't know what he's thinking. You don't know how he's feeling. But you just know that when you see that dude step on the court, he's ready to play. And he's trying to, he's going for your neck. So, I think it's between those three. Ultimately, I gotta go with Boston. I gotta go with Boston. I think Boston's gonna come out of the East and play somebody for the title. I'm not ready to say who yet. Uh, we'll talk about the West next week. But we'll move on to our next topic. Uh, the G League. The G League is it's on. It's here. Um, now they talking about paying their players and paying them pretty good. Actually, so good that the G League players will be making more than the WNBA players um, are currently making. Actually a lot more. So this has been this this has been a, a point of contention. So what ultimately what do you think how is this going to end up for the WNBA ultimately? Um poorly. Like the, the WNBA <laughs> I think, and I wish I wish it was something else, but the WNBA doesn't have the support, and and that's that's basically what it's boiling down to. Like, if you want to break down revenue, the, the WNBA revenue was sixty million. The players were paid twelve million. That's twenty percent of their salary is is coming from the revenue. Now the NBA made seven point four billion dollars. They players were paid three point six billion. That's that's almost half of their revenue that's going into their salaries, and that's they that's something you're not getting from the WNBA. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like they they have a legitimate gripe with the, the scale and the stuff, but even if they were getting half like the WNBA, you'd still only be making uh, uh, two hundred thousand dollars a year. 
like the money's not there you know what I mean like even it's just not there like and, and I don't know if you can blame the NBA for not kind of grabbing the WNBA and kind of helping them but I, I don't know man nothing gonna change I agree with you I see this ending badly for the WNBA at some point these players are gonna say it's not worth our time to play in this league the only problem exactly. is where else are they gonna play to make money a lot of the players currently Overseas. are playing in two leagues correct right. so they, they go overseas for a season and then they come back and then they play in the WNBA for that season too <clears throat> which compromises your league because players can get hurt overseas and then they don't play that season or any, anything can happen anything can happen but it's or even if they make it more money they just go to the money so now you lose the talent so or if you suspend a player like Diana Taurasi, she just said, okay, I'm suspended from the from the WNBA. All right, well, I'll just go play over here for a year. I, I see y'all in a year. So, dude, it's, it, this thing can go a number of different ways. Uh, none of them are, are going to go uh, the WNBA's way. And ultimately, the G League, <laughs> the NBA just looks like uh, freaking masterminds, man. I mean, David Stern really set this thing up with Adam Silver. Adam Silver's just taking the horn, taking the reins, just going with it, man. And I, I, I don't, I don't see this being a good thing uh, for the WNBA, but nobody's watching it anyway. Moving on to our final topic, what is the biggest storyline that we're looking forward to uh, for the NBA season? A lot of movement over the summer. A lot of different uh, teams have changed the landscape has changed you have the best player uh playing on the best the best team in the east now leaving that team and going over to the west taking one of the worst teams in the west now you put the best player on it's almost it's 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 unprecedented it's unprecedented um uh i don't i don't believe anything like this has happened in the league's history um i don't i don't believe they've had a player of of I don't think I don't think the Lakers have had a player of LeBron's accolades to come over um, at this point in his career. So that's just one of the storylines. What, what's the What do you think the biggest storyline is, or, or what would you be looking for? Um, what's the What's the, the biggest thing you'd be looking for with this new NBA season coming up? Uh, I guess I'm gonna keep my eye on the Jimmy Butler saga uh, as the Wolves turn. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, uh, the <laughs> worst. General Minnesota. Nice. The West, man. <laughs> I think the West, the way the West is shaking out, like, we got one week down. The Thunder haven't won a game. The Rockets haven't won a game. Uh, the Lakers are two and three. <laughs> the Timberwolves are two and four. Like, all of these potential playoff teams at the bottom of the barrel. Meanwhile, you got. Um, the Nuggets at number oh, two. About the Pelicans at number three. The Grizzlies at number four. The, even the Clippers, the Jazz. Like the, the West. Like you said earlier, man, the West is gonna be a bloodbath. Like the way this is shaking out, dude. <laughs> you lose a player for a week, you could be out of the playoffs. You could be two. You could be two starting the week and out of the playoffs by the end of the week. Yes. It's it's nuts. It's, Dude, there's nothing. There's, there's storylines everywhere. I look at the East, eh, 
I look at the West, man. I, I I would feel like somebody. You need to pay attention to the West. I think that you would be looking at the standards every day, not just every week, every day that games are played, just to see where these teams are lining up. Golden State is gonna be there. They're gonna be there. They got too much talent not to. Everybody else, bloodbath, man. Absolute bloodbath. And if Houston don't get it together, they they won't even have a chance. They won't have a chance. Portland. Like you said, the Memphis Grizzlies, there's no way they're gonna sustain that. But you got the Memphis Grizzlies. You got man, you got a But the Pelicans, the Pelicans look like nice last year, man. I mean they could be on the upswing. They could OKC haven't even won a game yet, bro. That's nuts. That's nuts. So you're telling me one, possibly two teams who were in the playoffs last year might not even sniff the playoffs? We might have a whole new bottom two or three. And Denver? The Knicks. Denver's the Knicks almost guaranteed to make it? Man, that's, that's, that's crazy. crazy, man. That's crazy. So that's that's been our, our NBA preview, uh, mainly focused on the East. But that, that's been an overall our NBA preview for the Triangle Offensive. Um, we back, man. So... We're gonna have all new topics. We we hope we hope to you know to record every week uh, and try to give you guys um, some new some new content. Uh, we'll, we'll try to come at you guys with, with more interesting NBA stories. Um, and again, uh, we appreciate you guys' support. Um, we're, we're glad that that you guys take the time out of your day to listen. And hopefully, um, when you're doing that, you like the content. Um, always feel free to to message us. Let us know. Emails. Uh, we're gonna set up an Instagram. We're gonna we're gonna get some things working. So, uh, Dave, where can the people find you? Uh, King since '85 on Twitter. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, snap! Oh, oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> it is a new season. Check me out, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> that's that's my dog. All right. So. <laughs> For my co-host, King Dave, I have been your host, G. Smith. This has been the Trigo Offensive. We back, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. What y'all want?